redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. They oh, know. I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we will search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back into Fluent Grace, episode number 29. We're almost at the big 3-0, boys. Wow. Tyler's new favorite word. Wow. That's Piper's. Piper, whenever she sees Christmas decorations, she's like, whoa! Like It's just like good. Just like that? Just like that. Yeah. Does awesome. she have, like, dreads, too? I wish she did. I wish Piper could. Actually, Tie-dye, cut-off t-shirt. She might get dreads. I might... I'm gonna push for that. Yeah. Would you ever get dreads in your beard? I totally would. Yeah. Did you do that in Jamaica? Wait, no, you didn't have a beard in Jamaica. Did you get dreads in Jamaica? Mm-hmm. Who was it that did that? Um, Zach did. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, old Zach. What's up, Zach? If you're listening, shout out to Jamaica 2010. I wonder if your dreads in Jamaica. Ice crunching is gonna be obnoxious on here. It is absolutely gonna be obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that's Tyler chomping the ice, folks, so you can direct all hate mail towards him. This is true. Yeah. What's happening, Colin? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. I just like the fact that uh, Tim's in a hoodie. Tyler's got his beanie on with a like very thick overcoat. Wool. Yeah, let's let's paint this picture real quick. I, I mean, this is like... Ernest Hemingway. That's what I'm going to call Yeah. That's, that's I would have never thought of that, but... Okay, think Ernest yeah. Hemingway with a. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more like Civil War mm-hmm. wool jacket that like the Union soldiers would I wear. I need a pipe. I feel like I need a pipe with this. Yes, yeah. no doubt. Cup of coffee and not some a crack pipe, but like a nice old school tobacco pipe. Yeah, just for clarification. Also, there. throwback to Jamaica, twenty ten. Now, now <laughs> Colin on the other now hand. Colin on the other hand looks like he needs a crack pipe. <laughs> he looks like he just came from Talladega with the shut cut off sleeves. Um. Yeah, that's mm. Colin. Minus the farmer stand, we don't yeah, have a farmer have stand a farm. right now. It's uh-huh. it's pretty equally wide everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Carhartt ball cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if I uh, could see his feet, I would think that he would have some uh, some uh, American flag cowboy boots on. <laughs> not, not hardly. He, uh, he's rocking the Nikes. He's he's ready to ball all the time. <laughs> yep. I just wish he had on jorts. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for jorts. I was looking jorts. for jorts. With the pockets sticking out of them? Oh, yes. <laughs> jorts. Whoever thought that was a good idea? Seriously. Some redneck in Mississippi. Hey. My mom used to put me in jorts. And not not like the funny jorts like that like are the like, legit hey, ones. these are old jeans that I cut off. Like, these are hemmed blue jean short pants. <laughs> They're like dad shorts. jeans, except shorts. 100%. <laughs> they had enough cargo 100%. space to hold anything you wanted, right? And I had like my New Balance that looked like moon shoes, the big white ones. <laughs> oh, looked yeah. like an astronaut. <laughs> Were they Velcro, and did they light up? I didn't have – never mind, I can't say that. 
I didn't have to worry about uh, <laughs> issues with girls because they wouldn't come near me <laughs> with the way my mother used to dress me. I wonder if that was intentional. Maybe. It might have been. It's, it's the modern-day chastity how belt. How about this? Would you do that to your daughter if you knew it would keep oh, the boys away? Oh, I would send her to a monastery. <laughs> Oh, no dress for you, Piper. Forget yep. that. Say hello to St. Francis when you get there. To the nu- welcome to, to the your, nunnery. Welcome to your vow of silence for the next 365 days. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Shout out. What are we talking about today, Tim? I, I think we were, we've already jumped in, man. This is, our, this is our content for today. This is the Christmas episode. Ho, ho, ho. Cue jingle bells and all those things. So how about this? This will probably be a shorter episode. Let's talk some Christmas. Mm. Yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's what they say. Or that's at least what some folks say. (laughs) It's true. Let's talk about how ridiculous Elf on the Shelf is. We could do that. Elf on the Shelf. Did you ever do Elf on the Shelf? (laughs) No. No, no, no. no, Colin? No. When did this thing even start? Because I feel like it exploded like maybe two years ago. I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like it's really no different than Santa Claus, except it's just a little creepier because mm-hmm. the elf is like hiding in your house every day th- throughout the month. Mm-hmm. So it's a skinnier, smaller, a little cuter, younger, creepier version of Santa. It really is creepy. Like, hey, kids, go to sleep, and this mischievous little elf's gonna move around and do things. Hope he doesn't kill you in your sleep. You know, it's just kind of creepy. And somehow, all during the day, this little creepy elf is watching you <laughs> while you're at school, but the elf is still at home. Go figure that one out. Man, terrible theology wrapped up in this Christmas uh, pagan tradition. How about this? How about all those Christian versions of Elf on the Shelf? Have y'all seen those? No, I haven't. <laughs> what a, what a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, I'm, I'm about ready for this one. Like, okay, don't quote me on this is what they're called, but you will get the idea. It's like wise man on a camel. <laughs> Judas on a jet ski. <laughs> hey, look, it's a traitor on a jet ski. Or shepherds with a staff. <laughs> oh, this could be fun. Or... <laughs> I was about to say angels in the outfield, but no, that was a movie <laughs> way back in the day. <laughs> you know... Stuff like that. So then they'll have a nice little cute angel that instead of being the creepy elf, it is around the house that's doing good things and pointing you to Jesus. Interesting. Mm. Got to watch out for that donkey in the doorway. Other Christian (laughs) Christian versions of Elf on the Shelf. What you got, Colin? If you you were to create one, what would it be? I'm going with the donkey in the doorway. Oh, I have so much stuff I want to say on that, but it's, I can't. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a good one. Does it have anything to do with the other word for dog? No, it does. Def- 100% does. Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right, here what about it. you, Tyler? What would you call it? Oh, gosh. I've I'm, been I'm trying to think. First thing that popped in my brain was Peter on a Skeeter, the redneck version of 
<laughs> Christian version of Elf on a Shelf. Look, Mama, it's Peter on that big mosquito over there. You see him? <laughs> Peter on the skeeter, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Upon a Google search of this, it appears that there are kindness elves. And it is a sweet-natured alternative to the naughty elf tradition with a positive message of emphasizing kindness. I don't know what y'all are finding on Google, but what I found is, roll up, it's Snoop on a stoop of the tradition. <laughs> Snoop on a stoop, y'all. Get your Snoop dog on a stoop this Christmas. Uh, here's oh, your, that's uh, got drugs you beside go. it. I here's just your... realized, I'm like, what is that green stuff bought up beside it? It's definitely what you would think of with Snoop Dogg. Here's your uh, shepherd version, the shepherd on the search. There we go. I knew there was a shepherd something. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Piper needs Snoop on a stoop. I feel like it's <laughs> contextual for where we live. <laughs> oh. Okay, there are, there's like a website here. It's got nine... Nine Christian alternatives to Elf on the Shelf. Mm-hmm. Number one, milk the Christmas monkey. Milk the Christmas monkey? What milk. does that even mean? Milk, M-E-L-K. Oh, I thought you, how do you milk a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, the Christmas critter. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the Christmas angel. What right. does the Christmas critter look like? <laughs> Kindness elves, which Colin referenced. Shepherd on the search. Oh, the God. Christmas star from afar. Mm. <laughs> 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 gotta get those wise men in there. Oh, all right. This is the best one. Hands down. <laughs> you know what I'm looking at? Yep. Here? Number seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking at it, so I want to know. <laughs> All right. You on a pew. <laughs> what in the name you. of homeschool <laughs> is you, that? E-W-E. Like, what is that, a sheep? Yep. You on a pew. The toy combo includes a 10-inch plush toy and a fully illustrated children's book. Oh we could do God. one and mix WWE with it and call it Lamb on a Slam. <laughs> you know, like you get, that. You get Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> choke slamming a lamb. Number nine, Donkey in the Living Room. I like Donkey in the Doorway better. Yeah, Donkey that, in the Doorway. has a better ring to it. <laughs> Seth yeah. flows right there. But hey, children will learn I the like meaning of Christmas. Beep, beep. Goodness, all you people that love Elf on a Shelf, oh man! But also love Jesus. Ditch the Elf and go with the you on a pew, or someone market Peter on a skeeter. <laughs> that's for the other eleven months out of the year, though. That's not Christmas. Yeah, that's just true. Peter wasn't around for Jesus' birth. Tyler, this is true. All right, well let's let's tie it in. Let's let's do um, biblical characters for four hundred. Yes, biblical characters meets Elf on a Shelf, or biblical stories. <laughs> that, that, I'm thinking that, of so many that are totally inappropriate. That doesn't have to do anything with Christmas, though, right? No, it doesn't have to do with Christmas. <clears throat> like Judas on a jet ski. <laughs> now that you say that, yeah, I'm coming up with some, but I, I can't verbalize them while the record button is... <laughs> 
been pushed. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I got a good episode. We could do, like, marketable Christian things. That would be slightly inappropriate. Like, would it was that what it'd be called? Marketable Christian things that would be slightly and, inappropriate, and, yeah. Like, kind of like a like lot, like you could do a lot salt and pepper shaker, that would be pretty fun. <laughs> like, that would be pretty good, yeah. The old uh political correctness meter would be going off the chart, <laughs> or like it. <laughs> Or like an Ancestry.com with like Old Testament people who were like... All related. Hanging out with each other, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The old uh, Abraham... Hey girl, let me holla at you. You my granddaughter. Hey. <laughs> we got to edit the crap out of this episode, dude. I feel All sorry right. for you, Tim. Give me your thoughts on these Christmas things, okay? Short thoughts. Lifetime movies. Yeah. I'd rather cut my fingernails into the quick than watch a Lifetime movie. <laughs> Colin, do you feel that strongly about them? Oh, yes. Very strongly. When, well, uh, when was the last time you watched a Lifetime movie? Oh, probably last Christmas. As bad as that sounds, but oh. I do have a girlfriend, so, you know, how that goes. Last I'm, Lifetime movie. I've never watched one. <laughs> that watch Are one. you people even real men? Y'all, I watched one last night. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. <laughs> I am you, a real man. I still have my card. I was about to say, if <laughs> you still have your main it card, you can, you can hand it over now. <laughs> All right, decorations. We decorate. I love decorations. Huh? Do you like putting them up? Or you just like looking at them once they're uh, up. Just I never put. I don't. Oh. I'm <laughs> confession. I don't put up any Christmas decorations. My <laughs> wife does it all. Hear you. Man, I'm the Clark Griswold of the uh, Christmas decorating. Love it. It's the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. Christmas music. Mm, there's some that I'm like, all right, I'm tired of hearing this. I hear it one time and I'm like, I'm done. But then there's others I'm like, hey, I can get into this. Yeah. I, I As soon as uh, Halloween's over, my radio's nothing but Christmas music. You're that guy. I am that guy. And I'll also listen to it in July and June. You know, just to get You are worse than that guy. Just to get me ready for the Christmas season. Yeah. But it's not like continual all the time. It's just like a little a little taste, you know. I had uh so we filmed a little uh video for our church Christmas banquet and one of the questions was what Christmas song makes you cringe? Got some great responses to it. Uh one of those responses though was any Christmas song with lyrics. Oh, whoa. Wow, Scrooge. See, I don't there like the... I don't like Shout out to the person who said that who is probably listening to this right now. So, <laughs> How about the song, Mary, Did You Know? Yes, yeah, she does know. She actually knew. She Like, she had an angel tell her what was going on. How many so, times do you think they quote that in that song? I mean, just, like, it's just like, did you know? Yeah, she really did know. <laughs> like, why are we singing about this? She had an angel come down and tell her. Like... That song just ticks me off. I'm just throwing that out there. That song would make you cringe. It would make me cringe. And get triggered. It's just theologically stupid. Triggered. Eggnog. Don't drink it. Never had it. I don't think I have either. Fruitcake. I use it as Dirty Santa gifts, but I've never eaten it. Just because it looks... <laughs> never mind. It looks like something that would be produced after you eat all your Christmas food. 
I would have to agree with that. Yeah. I think I saw a story about a particular fruitcake that was so many years old. Uh, mm, I hesitate saying this because I'll probably get it wrong, but I want to say this fruitcake was like over 10 years old. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And it hadn't changed. It hadn't changed color one bit. It looked like you just bought it at Walmart. It's like (laughs) McDonald's cheeseburgers. Yeah. (laughs) Is that the only reason people buy fruitcake anymore is to give it as gag gifts at Dirty Santa? Probably. I mean, unless you're 90 and your taste buds are shot. Do 90-year-olds still eat it, though? I would think. I mean, like, my granddad, he just he gets a plate of food and it's just spins it all together now. Like, he's at that point in life where you just – your taste buds are shot. It's just you got to do it for nutrients, so you might as well. I'll be honest. There are some of the more, uh, shall we say, uh, exotic meats in the local grocery store. Mm. That kind of look like you just took a slice of fruitcake and packaged it up. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what meats I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're called, but it. I, I live in, let's just say, rural Alabama, <laughs> and the gas station has some... Some tr- some strange items in the meat department. Like chitlins, or what are we talking about? <laughs> Hold on, let me pull it up. I'm not, I'm it look not. like they've been out there for a minute. It's basically like the sliced deli meat version of hot dogs. Oh, that's disgusting. Where you throw every part of the animal into mm-hmm. the... What's left over? Yeah. Like, after you cut the turkey up, you just throw everything else together. <laughs> that's disgusting. All right, I'm going to pull it up here. Here's one. Now it's pulling up Walmart. I don't want Walmart. I don't want to actually buy this stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. This looks like moldy. Oh. I'll take a look at that. Oh, dude, that's terrible. I'm going to vomit. That that looks like somebody oh. vomited into a mold and then froze it and then cut it. It's It's part loaf bread, part old cat food, and part... Like red tomatoes that got, yeah, vomited up after eating chili. That's gross. All mixed together. I don't know if I'd feed my animals that. Oh, wait, y'all. There's ingredients here. (laughs) Four pig's feet. (laughs) One cup of chopped pickles. Two cups of vinegar. Two cups of stock, whatever that is. And two tablespoons of salt. That is... Seuss meat. So there you Sal's go. Sow's meat. Oh, Sal's meat. I was about meat. to say, Seuss, they can keep that over there in uh, Dr. Seuss world. <laughs> Whatever you call it, it looks like the <laughs> like reject family member of the fruitcake. <laughs> looks like you find it at Piggly Wiggly. Absolutely. You find it at Piggly Wiggly. In, a, in Mississippi? At Yes. This is the national meat of Mississippi. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. Or the state meat wow. of Mississippi. <laughs> right here, folks. <laughs> as well as Peter on a Skeeter. That's probably what the meat of a Skeeter would look like. If a Skeeter had enough meat I'm to just eat. looking at Colin over here, looking like he's from Talladega and saying <laughs> Skeeter's cracking me up. All right, two more things to get your thoughts on. One more thought, thing to get your thoughts on. Wrapping presents. Ugh. We haven't wrapped any presents. 
Will, will you wrap presents? I, I don't plan on it. I don't even know if Heather's presents are going to make it here by Christmas, to be honest. I ordered it three days What's ago. What's the point of wrapping presents? That's my thing. I don't I know. Mean, Kill sea turtles? Basically, you've got yeah. all these environmental people mm-hmm. that are all up in arms about you know trees getting cut down and sea turtles dying. Yeah. But we're wasting all this paper on wrapping up Christmas gifts. That are already wrapped in packaging. Exactly. Amazon sends it to you in a brown box so you don't know what it is. <laughs> Dude, oh, that's all, that's a great idea. All right, kids, it's, it's present roulette. You don't know whose is whose. Whatever you get, though, whatever you open is yours. For real. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I'm a professional at throwing it in the old bag and putting a little tissue on we top have, of it. We have, I'm not even lying, we probably have in our laundry room $500 worth of gift bags. Mm-hmm. 500 Yep. That's me. not even an exaggeration. I mean, it may be closer to like 700 Does Carly save old gift bags and put it in? These a- gift bags are from our wedding. They're from... Yep. Heather's the same way. Our kids' baby showers mm-hmm. from birthdays and Christmas. Yep. Dude, I will never buy another bag as long as I'm alive. Yep. <laughs> Heather's the same way. It's pretty nice. Yeah. So... We ought to open up like a second-hand bag store. Oh, that's not a bad idea. There you go. I could pay for at least like one of the Christmas presents I bought. Mom, who's Jimmy? It's on the bag. <laughs> All right. Best part of Christmas for y'all? Mm. Just this year or? Generally speaking. Or gener- All things Christmas, best part. Honestly, for me, the best part of Christmas is are the weeks leading up to Christmas. Like act, when Christmas actually hits, it's really kind of depressing because it's like it's over with for like the next three hundred and sixty-five days or four days. So honestly, for me, it's the anticipation leading up to Christmas because Piper's not quite at the age where it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting when they know what's going on. So, mm-hmm. well, I think for me, it uh, it's become kind of a personal tradition to wait till the very last minute to get like the most important gift. So I really like rushing to find that last-minute gift. Um, that's just kind of personal. But uh, How many gifts do you typically get at Christmas? Let me get like three or four from the parents, two or three, three or four, five, six. I don't know, however many from Katie, the girlfriend. And I normally end up getting a couple from her mom. So, so if you add all that up, we're talking like... Ten presents. Mm. Let's just say, yeah, ten to so twelve. So you'll fly through nine presents and be like, "Hey, this is nice. I really want that tenth one." <laughs> Essentially, thanks for this sweater. <laughs> Appreciate the polo shirt. Yep. I needed this other pair of gym shorts. Yay for a new flashlight! <laughs> but man, I can't wait to get that number ten. Yep. Yeah, I hear yep. you. Yeah, I just like spending time with the fam. Yeah, I hear you. you know how that is. It is fun now that you know our kids are old enough to enjoy Christmas. That is fun. Uh, I'll I'll go a little serious on us, but one of my favorite parts of Christmas is when one of my kids actually remember the reason for Christmas, mm. as opposed yeah. to the commercial version of it. And I, you know, I was I've got a four year old and a two year old right now, and more often than not, their idea of what Christmas is all about tends to be more commercial. So those times are, you know, like, oh, I'm failing as a parent. But every now and then when they get it right, that's pretty solid. Uh, So, I mean, that's probably, for me, the best part. All right, let's drag it back down. Worst part of Christmas. And I will go Mm -hmm. first on this one because I am very passionate about this. The worst part of Christmas is glitter. 
Oh, yeah. I hate <laughs> glitter. Glitter <laughs> is the mayonnaise of Christmas. It really is. Who ever thought glitter was a good idea? Hey, let's make all these little plastic things that do not break down. No. And then just put them in little bottles where kids can throw them at each other. And, and then you end up having it all over your house for the next 365 days. That's true. You have to ingest some of that stuff, you know, like you're in like ingesting plastic. I went and had lunch with somebody the other day who was involved in putting together food boxes. Mm-hmm. And he had glitter all over his forehead, had no idea. I'm like, dude, this is, this is the reason I hate glitter because mm-hmm. it gets all over everything. Glitter is the mayonnaise of Christmas, folks. Colin, your job is to figure out where did glitter even come from? <laughs> like, who, who thought it was a good idea? I'll work on that. Worst part of Christmas, Tyler. Uh, worst part of Christmas. Uh, December 26th. <laughs> <laughs> it's the absolute worst. Now, now, you said Heather did all the decorating. This is true. Do you help with the tearing it down? Yeah. I, so, though, actually, that is the worst part for me, is just taking down all the stupid boxes. And, like, we we accumulate more and more stuff each year. I'm like, where where does this stuff come from? I thought about doing, like, a purge in June, like, while Heather, or, like, maybe not June, maybe August while Heather's at work so she doesn't know the purge is actually taking place until we throw this out there on the airwaves. I was going to say, now everybody knows about it. Yep. yep. So. All right, Colin, worst part? Mm, that's a difficult one because Christmas is amazing. Because Colin just loves all things Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, Colin eats glitter in his cereal. <laughs> I have a weird one because I'm, uh, I mean, I guess Tim falls into this category too. But the fact that final exams fall like one week before Christmas and I feel like I can't enjoy it because I'm too busy stressing about finals. It's true. That's terrible. So I, I think I finals should end the day before Thanksgiving, and then you should get the whole yeah, month of December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, last question. We're going to bring this whole thing home. What part of the Christmas story do you find to be the most amazing? Mm. I mean, we are Fluent Grace Podcast, and, and we mm. do say that, we're all about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. Mm. Uh, Christmas season is has become an everyday, ordinary thing for most people, and it's just one of those things that you do because it's, yeah, it's Christmas and it's presents and it's Elf on a Shelf and it's Santa Claus and it's reindeer and it's you know fruit cake and glitter. Mm. Uh, so, how do you bring the gospel into that? What in you know for you guys is the most amazing part of the Christmas story? Um, what well, starts in the North Pole? With Santa Claus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Beep. Let's try that again. Take two, folks. Con, you want to go first? <laughs> Actually, let me go first. Let me. My favorite's the incarnation. Ah. Uh, can you even spell that word, Tyler? Um, Breaking out those big words. Incarnation. <laughs> Isn't that like a flower? Incarnation. <laughs> Actually, I want to let Colin go first. I'm just going to be, this is time for confession. Christmas is a good time for confession. I, ju- I usually rip off of uh, Colin to say something good before the podcast, and I'll just straight up steal his stuff. So this time, my Christmas gift to Colin is to let him steal something for once in his life. So go for it, Colin. Well, I don't think I'm going to steal anything, but I'll uh, I'll take the airspace right here. For me, I mean... As Christians and growing up in a Christian home and going to church and hearing all the 
um, all about, you know, Jesus' birth and how uh, amazing the virgin birth is and uh, the incarnation like Tyler was speaking of um, is great. But, you know, thinking about the time of life that I'm in right now, I think that the courage and the amount of manhood that it took for Joseph to stay with Mary and to be a man uh, that was going to, I mean, you're raising the king of the universe and you have to be you have to take responsibility for that and i think him um standing up you know stepping up to the plate as a lot of people like to say and uh being that man during that time because i mean they weren't married yet and your future wife comes up to you and says hey i'm pregnant and it's not your kid i mean i don't know about y'all but i'd have been out of there so i think that is uh that is truly amazing and to think about that is uh, very humbling and uh, empowering at the same time. I think Joseph gets forgotten about a lot of times. Mm-hmm. He really does get yeah. the shaft. Yeah, he had a big part to play. He did, absolutely. Tyler, what do you think? My uh, so, what was the question? What part of the Christmas story do you find the most amazing? The most amazing. Um, so, what I said earlier, I mean, really, is the the incarnation is one of the most amazing gospel pieces. I mean, you don't get the gospel without the incarnation. So um, the the beauty to me is, so re- Southern religiosity or religion equates to what can I do to work my way up to God to, to receive salvation? The incarnation blows that to pieces because the incarnation in the gospel says, well, you can't do anything to work your way up to God. So God put on flesh and worked his way down to you. And so that's, for me, that's the most amazing piece of the gospel um, in the Christmas narrative. I mean, we can't, we're helpless. There's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves. Um, so God put on flesh and like came to us. And and the whole the whole reality of it is, he was born in a seemingly insignificant place in a dirty trough with stinky stank animals all around him and like this is the the creator the sustainer the king of kings the lord of lords and he's surrounded by animals nasty smells probably dirty trough and like a little redneck town you know like it's not what it's not what you're thinking. It's not what the Jews were looking for. It's not, um, and that speaks volumes to me as well as to who are, what are we supposed to look like? You know, like what is, is life glitz and glam? Well, look at Jesus. (laughs) It wasn't glitz and glam for him, you know? Well, and the fact that, uh, there's a name for that that we're given, you know, and that name is Emmanuel. God with us. That's, I mean, that's one of, for me, that's one of the most powerful uh, pieces of it, <clears throat> which you so eloquently just stated. You know, God left perfection, left everything he would ever need or want. I mean, he was, uh, he didn't need anything else. I mean, he had it. He had a relationship with God the Father in heaven for eternity past. You don't need anything else. But he left all that, came down into that stinky, smelly trough so that we could have a relationship with him, which is huge. And the fact that there was a purpose for that, it wasn't just to come hang out on earth. 
there was an intended purpose for that, and that is found roughly 33 years later mm-hmm. when he went to the cross. Christmas is nothing without the cross, and the manger is nothing if he doesn't uh, obey God the Father and do what he came to do in redeeming man. Mm-hmm. That, for me, is the most amazing part, that not only did he come to earth and leave everything that was good and perfect and right, but he came so that he could die brutally, humbly, in ways that none of us can even imagine. And that's why he did it. And now, 2,000 years later, we're celebrating this thing called Christmas. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, if the coolest part of it for folks isn't the dang elf on the shelf that knocks your toothbrush into the toilet. Oh, I mean, give me a break, people. Christmas ain't about the elf on the shelf. Or the snoop on the stoop. Or any of that junk, right? Christmas is about Jesus. I and mean, we all know that, right? I think most of the folks listening to this right now, you know that. You at least have some understanding of it. But how does that realization impact how we approach the Christmas season? And then how does our approach to the Christmas season impact the other 11 months in the year? Because that's when it comes down to, okay, we need to take this gospel truth and allow it to impact the everyday stuff January to November. Mm -hmm. That's what Christmas is supposed to do. It's supposed to impact every single thing we do. So there you go. That's Amen. Christmas. It's the Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's end it with a Guinness World Record. Wrap it up. It better be something with Christmas. Oh, it is definitely something with Christmas. So, put uh, some wrapping paper on this bad boy. Let's put a bow on it. Most lights on an artificial Christmas tree. So artificial, to, so that means this thing's probably like, I don't know, 150 feet in the air. And it's in Japan. So what's y'all's guess? We're talking... In, up in the hundreds of thousands of lights. So most lights on a tree? Yep. <clears throat> I'm going 600,000. 600,000. Uh, that's over half a million? Mm-hmm. Half a million would be 500,000, Tim. That's <laughs> true. Uh, I'm going to drop it down to half a million, 500,000. Man, y'all are circling this thing up, man. 580,000, so Tyler was a little closer. But Boy. he did go over if we were playing uh, if we were, uh, Price is Right. Price is Right. You went over. Yeah. 580,000 lights. Uh, this thing, it, it looks like a bunch of Hobby Lobby stores spit up on it. Uh, I mean. Flip it, flip it around. Let me, let me check it out here. It's, uh, now we can throw this up on this. On this the will definitely be there. thrown up on the socials. Oh, wow. Yeah. That looks like a Whoville Christmas tree. <laughs> exactly. Did you know? So. Let me throw this little uh, Christmas did you know out there. Did you know that artificial trees were originally started as feather trees? Like they weren't mm. they weren't real like trees. They were just a bunch of feathers put together in the shape of a tree because there was a shortage of trees that particular year. And so somebody like got a bunch of feathers and put it together to make it look like a tree. This was in Germany, by the way. So I hear you. Real Shout or, out history. Real, real or fake. Real or fake. We do real. Uh, we're going fake. This year, I'm so excited to announce we had a fake tree. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No cleanup. Wow. No water to go in the bottom. You know why I'm so excited about Only this? Only real trees honor the Lord. I'm just gonna there are <laughs> many reasons that I'm excited about this, not the least of which is, y'all, we paid $20 for this tree? Yes. 
the previous like six years of my married life, I probably spent a combined like twelve hundred dollars on trees, mm-hmm. and now I'm twenty bucks for like the next probably five years. Uh, I, hope, I hope an elf comes God, and burns so down excited. your fake tree. <laughs> Go back to real trees, Tim. That's their God-given purpose. It glorifies the Lord to cut down the tree. Yeah. Clark Griswold taught me not to get a real tree. <laughs> Actually, it glorifies the Lord to cut down a tree and put pagan. Lights and <laughs> ornaments, <laughs> pagan practices. It glorifies them. Though. Uh, that's a whole nother Christmas discussion right there. So, uh, it's been good. It's been Look, good. we're redeeming Christmas over here with our. That's we, right. That's right. We got three options as followers of Christ. We can receive it, reject it, or redeem it. Oh, we choose redeem it. Yes, we re- we have resurrection rays. See the the lights off the trees reflect the resurrection rays. Let's cut this podcast. Spitting truth over here. That's right. Your 2020 version of Elf on the Shelf, the resurrection ray. (laughs) Find them right by your scripture mints. (laughs) That's it, folks. We hope you all have a very Merry Christmas wherever you're out. Out. Wherever you're at. Uh, Special shout out. I do need to shout out a couple folks because I have noticed that they have listened regularly to this podcast uh, for the past few months. To our friends in Spain. Our Spaniards are still listening. So, Merry Christmas in Spain. Uh, Also, Merry Christmas to our friends in, I think it's Mountain View, California. They have been regular listeners for the past... Good to have you. Probably 20 episodes. So, shout out to you guys. Uh, We don't know who you are, but we like you. You're our friends. What about our friend, Forkland friends? What happened to them? Dude, I think they like dipped a long time ago. They sell Forkies. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, anyway, uh, Merry Christmas, and we will talk to you in the new year. Gooses. Latest. We out.